At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. Second hour of Sunday Bet Prep, our NFL preview show for Week 9. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumanns, and uh, our friend Will Hill joins us to kick off this hour. And, uh, Will, are you fired up for this week? Do you like the NFL betting card? Kind of an ugly card tomorrow. It's a, it's a great sports night tonight with all the college football. And, man, these underdogs are playing well. Starting with Northwestern this afternoon uh, all the way until, you know, these night games where Rutgers is playing well against Michigan, Bama's on the ropes. But tomorrow for the NFL – it's kind of ugly. There's only, what, eight or nine games, only two late afternoon games. We get the Bucks and the Rams, then we get Seahawks and Cardinals. Other than that, usually we get at least three, if not four late games to only have it. I think it's six and two or seven and two early, then late. I don't know who makes the schedule, but got to balance it out a little more than that, no? I don't like the schedule that much, but, you know, if we if we can find five, four or five winners uh, for our contest card, I like it a lot more uh, tomorrow night. By the way, the team's on the bye this week. You got some uh, good teams on the bye. The 49ers, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Broncos, the Browns, and the Steelers. We got six teams on a bye this week. And, Scott, that makes it a little tougher to come up with five plays when you have fewer options on the, yeah. on the card with six teams setting out this week. I, I told you we have a point system, you know, where we rate teams one point to three points on mm-hmm. games we like. Myself and Al McMorty, my teammate of these contests, and you have to get on a card where there's all these teams that are on a bye week the point total has got to be 19 or 20 when you do the math. And I'm like at 15 after first check through the thing. I'm like, you know, i got to fudge this to be in the contest a little bit. You know, this number. So it is. It's a really tough card. I mean, this would have been one of those deals where 
Will, if you got to choose a mullah or you get to have a mulligan and you only have to do three plays one particular week out of the year, this would have been it for me. You know what? I've, I've said <laughs> where I, I think the best way to structure a contest, see what you guys think, and I ran this by Derek Stevens. I'm going to talk to him about it again tonight. Instead of five plays per week, how about you have to make 90 plays per season? I like that. And yeah. you, you have to make a minimum of one per week with a maximum of 10 in a week. But that way, over the course of an entire season, you can play games you feel stronger about instead of having to make five plays each week. It's just a different way to think about maybe a contest structure. It becomes a really true contest yeah. at that point because you're actually going with teams that you didn't have to fudge to get into that contest right. to make that fourth or fifth play. So I like you, that. You still have an average of five plays per week, 90 right. plays on a season, but you don't have to make five every week. Sure. Yeah, I, I yeah probably, that'd be interesting yeah. with, with the gamesmanship, too. If you had a lead or if you're doing mm-hmm. well, you could sit out and, and sort of play it from there. That would uh, that would certainly be an interesting way to approach it. Throw a, a wrinkle into it as far as strategy is concerned, that's for sure. You uh, know why they won't do that? Because yeah. because people are stupid and they want uh, – Derek Stevens doesn't want to answer a bunch of stupid questions about, like, well, what if I – even though it's very simple, people you know find ways to uh, misinterpret or have a hard time understanding the rules no matter how, how simple you make them. You must be on Twitter. <laughs> you follow social media? How do you know that stuff? Okay, yeah. Uh, I think you would make the rules. That's the one downside to it. The rules would be a little bit too confusing for some people. It could be. Not too bad. <laughs> but I don't know. You got Jeff Benson who works here in the Circus Sportsbook. He's a very patient man. He can answer all those questions. All right, let's get to it. Colts and Patriots, and this is not Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. It's Sam Ellinger and Mac Jones. Are you taking the points with the Colts and Foxborough, uh, Will? I am, yeah. I was, I was gonna say, how many years did we sit there and this is the game of the week, maybe yeah. the game of the year, and now it's really just an afterthought. But look, I had the Patriots last week. I watched every play of them versus the Jets. I, we all watched them every play a couple Monday nights ago against the Bears. Let me just tell you, after watching them the past couple of weeks, they should not be six point favorites, five and a half point favorites over anybody. Uh, Mac Jones, who I was high on coming into the season, really coming into his career, has played terribly. Three touchdowns, seven interceptions, not including the one that got ran back for a touchdown, but negated by uh, roughing the passer. Right. And, you know, there's one thing Indy does well. It stopped the run. Four yards per carry, third best in the league. So if you can stop the run, and they're starting to get a little healthier on defense. If you can stop the run and make the Patriots a passing team, they're not going to really expose you with their quarterback, with their weapons. Uh, even in victory last week against the Jets, you look at the, the yards per play. They're under four yards per play. I think it was 3.7. They gave up nearly seven yards per play to the Jets. Their defense is very hit or miss. So I like the Colts here. I, I think this is a close, low-scoring game. We've seen running quarterbacks give Belichick a hard time, including a couple weeks ago with Fields, who had uh, a coming-out party, a career game uh, against the Patriots and what was just a shocking result a couple weeks ago. So I can't lay this kind of number with the Patriots. I think this is a lot of points in a game with a low total. I like the Colts plus the five and a half. Well, the Rams travel across the country to take on Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers laying a field goal here, and we got a couple of teams that are really struggling to get things going. Both sides of the line of scrimmage for the Rams, and as far as Tampa Bay is concerned, just haven't been able to develop a running game. The receivers are not on the same page as Brady. We see him dropping some passes. Which team do you feel gets it right this week? Well, they both suck. Let me let me start there. Yeah. But I just think the Bucks <laughs> suck a little less, and I think the Bucks' issues are more solvable because a lot of their problems. Now Brady's actually looked pretty good throwing the ball at times. This isn't a perfect roster for him, and having you know a slot receiver, a Gronk type of guy, a scat back. But a lot of their problems, Tampa, stem from just running the ball too much and running ineffectively. I, every time I watch them, they're just running for no gain into the line, first down, second down, second down, putting Brady in these third and long situations. That I think is fixable. 
Uh, I, you know, they, they're on an extra rest. To me, there's just a, it's a play against the Rams as much as anything because the Rams are legitimately bad. I don't think there's any cure for this team. I don't know that Stafford makes it through the year with this offensive line. Cups beat up. They can't run the ball. They can't protect Stafford. To me, this this Rams team, I don't I know I was going to say they're going to have a top 10 pick, but they don't have any of their picks. To me, this, <laughs> this team is just, uh, you know, th- their run is I don't want to say over, but that window might be over. I, it just it's not a very good Rams team. I think the Bucks issues are much more solvable. So I, I laid the number with Tampa. I think the two and a halfs are gone. It's ping pong back and yeah. forth between two and a half and three. Obviously, a very key number. So. I do like Tampa, though. It was two and a half minus 120 at the Westgate Superbook, and that's it. That's all I see in terms of the two and a halfs. If uh, you want to lay it with the Bucs, I'm with you on that side, Will. And, uh, Scott, I just checked. The Rams don't have another draft pick until until the year 2033. I'm joking. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's not a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they've traded all their picks away for the next 10 years. Vikings, Washington, they're doing battle. The commanders in Minnesota, Vikings laying – Oh, around three, three and a half in this particular game. And I got to ask you, Will, because I watched this Minnesota team, and man, their 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 yardage differential per game is pretty ugly. Uh, can Washington take advantage of that this week? They're not really going to scare anybody with their defense or with its offense, but uh, they've won three in a row. Tyler Heineke playing decent. Your thoughts on this one? Yeah, Minnesota spoiled what would have been a perfect week for me last week. I had Arizona plus the points. I don't feel like I had the wrong handicap. We saw a muffed pump by Arizona. Man, we've seen a lot of muffed pumps recently. If I was a coach, I, I'd almost think about not putting a returner back there with all the with all the muff punts we've seen. But like you said, Minnesota, they've been outgained in terms of yard per play by like a half a yard per play. And if you look deeper, they haven't beaten any anybody good. The Lions, the Bears, the Dolphins with a backup quarterback. And not just have they not beaten anybody good. It's all been one-score games. It's all been teams that have been kind of banged up. Miami with Skylar Thompson and, and Teddy Bridgewater. Remember the Saints in that London game had no Kamara, no Landry, no Michael Thomas. Not that Michael Thomas uh, usually plays anyway. But this, to me, is a phony 6-1 and one team. Heineke has given Washington a lift. I think he's clearly better than Wentz. Washington's pretty good up front on terms of defense, the front seven. You know, McLaurin, Robinson, Gibson's found a nice little role. To me, this is just going to be a close game. The Vikings play nothing but close games. I think they're overvalued because of their record. And quietly, Washington here is four and four. You wouldn't, you know, you think of Washington, you think, oh, it's a two and five, two and six team. They're four and four here. I think this is right down to the wire. That three and a half looks very attractive. I like the Washington Commanders plus three in the hook. All right. Uh, let's get to a couple more of your plays here. I'm with you on one and sort of against you on the other, even though uh, I'm not going to put up a big argument. Uh, this first one, I'm with you. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, off a shutout loss in New Orleans. Uh, they've stayed in the, uh, Florida all week in the Bradenton, Sarasota area to practice at IMG Academy. And uh, are they going to bounce back here? Ralph Michaels of Wager Talk had an interesting number. In the past eight years, teams off a shutout loss in the NFL – the next week are 27-10 and 10 against the spread. It's about 74%. Uh, but I'm also fading the Jaguars with this play, Will, because I don't see much to like about Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson right now. They're off the loss in London. Uh, the Raiders drawing a lot of betting action, Chris Andrews told us, the last hour. Uh, so you were on the Raiders here, too, as one-and-a-half, two-point favorites in Jacksonville. It looks like this number might go up to three by kickoff tomorrow. 
Wow. I don't know if you, you must have not gotten the memo, Matt, because you are not allowed to say anything bad about Trevor Lawrence. This is the chosen one. This is our Lord and Savior. I mean, nobody says anything bad about the guy. It's Urban Meyer's fault. It's everybody else's fault. He has been extremely disappointing. Oh, yeah. And like you said, this Jaguar team, they just find a way to lose games, and they've been sort of a Sharps darling every week. The line seems to move towards them, uh, and I've been on them a couple of times. Trust me. I'm going the other way here. I think the Raiders, you can kind of throw it out last week. They were dealing with a little bit of a flu bug. That was a strange game. They never even crossed midfield, I don't think, until the last possession. Uh, but to me, the Raiders are just a better team. I, I can't give the Jags pretty much anything for home field advantage. So uh, I'm, I'm not much of a trends guy, but there are some trends where you, you, know, you lose by 20-plus points, you get shut out, you tend to bounce back. So I am on the Raiders here, minus the point and a half. And again, I apologize to everyone for betting against Lawrence, for saying any bad against him, because he, you know, he's the chosen one. He's the savior. <laughs> I think some people are starting to jump off the bandwagon. Uh, you know what? Trevor Lawrence threw an, an interception last week on first and goal at the one. Yep. It was inexcusable. So and, you know, another thing about Trevor, I don't even like his hair. A lot of people say he's got great <laughs> hair. It's Scott, how bad would you or I look if we had that same hairdo? And I don't think nah, he pulls it off either. I don't think huh? he does, man. I had that. I, I had long hair until about 20 years ago. And when it started growing like Trevor Lawrence's in the shape <laughs> of his, I decided to get it cut. Now I can't grow any hair, at least not on the top of my head. But anyway, the bottom line is, uh, I, I, I agree with you, man. I, I, this team is set up to win this year. And I'm not talking about 10 and 7, 11 and 6, but this is a team that, you know, could be 9 and 8, maybe push for a 10 and 7 season between the coaching, the style of play that they have. But Trevor Lawrence has just kind of failed uh, as a quarterback since about week three. Well, I agree. Let's put a Trevor Lawrence wig on Will Hill and see what he looks like go. next week there you go. when he hosts the show with me while Scott's out of town next week. Hey, last 20 <laughs> seconds. You're not afraid. You're you're on the Seahawks against the Cardinals. You're not afraid of the Seahawks being public dogs this week, right? I am afraid, but I did bet them. I feel like I'm the better team getting points. Hell of a draft class, the Seahawks. All these rookies have really contributed, starting to gel on defense. The Seahawks might be headed towards the playoffs. I do like the Seahawks plus the one and a half, two, whatever it is. All right, that's Will Hill. He's going to be uh, co-hosting the show again next week. Find him on Twitter at NotTheWillHill. Appreciate the time, buddy. All right, thanks for having me, guys. See ya. We'll talk more about that Seahawks-Cardinals game later in the show, and uh, we're going to talk more Raiders-Jaguars next. Stay tuned. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with the Hulu live TV football extravaganza. Compete free for a share of $55,000 in two ways. Predict what will happen in three college football pools and make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play free. Hulu plus live TV like cable, only better terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. As always, see DraftKings.com. For details, DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL. Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here. Right, we're previewing NFL Week 9. And, uh, Scott, one of my best bets on the card is the Raiders at Jacksonville. I don't love it, but we got a short card to pick from. I like the Raiders and the Bucks. Those are two of my, fi- two of my favorite plays uh, this week. It was supposed to be different this time with Josh McDaniels. Uh, but it's been more of the same with what we saw of McDaniels in Denver. And I, I thought he was going to learn from failure and be better for it. That's what a lot of people expected. But so far, it's been a swing and a miss, and the Raiders are a mess. They're 2-5 and five after uh, that shutout loss to the Saints. Do you expect to see the Raiders bounce back in this spot in Jacksonville? I'm going to go on record and say that they get past the 50-yard line for one thing. So we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> well, that. Well, they did last week, too, not until yeah, the last, final two minutes. Series. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've been playing that for a while, by the way. You mentioned that 27-10 and 10 record against the spread about teams coming off a mm-hmm. shutout loss, and I've been playing that for a few years now in the NFL, unless there's just something that's crazy against a team that got shut out in their previous game. It's been almost an automatic, not quite, but almost an automatic. So I do like that in their favor. I think the most basic is just NFL teams off the shutout loss are covering at a 2.5-to-1 ratio, going back even further than those 37 Instance, instances that you mentioned uh, by uh, Ralph Michaels, uh, of course, we need them to be able to get the ball across the 50, which they only did once last week. But the Jags of week nine are not the team that we saw promise in six weeks ago. We just talked about it with Will Hill. When you look at the failures of Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback of this offense and not getting things done, I'm, you know, listen, we all thought Trevor Lawrence might be a little bit overrated, but when you saw the first couple of the games of the season, mm-hmm. it looked like he had found something. He had found his rhythm a little bit. There was obviously some kind of symbiosis going on between himself and his offensive coaches that we didn't see last year, of course, with Urban Meyer. So I thought he'd be playing better at this point of this season than he actually is, but he's making 
bad decisions. You also mentioned it. I mean, he throws a an interception at the goal line last week, which was just a horrible decision. First and goal. Yeah, first and goal, horrible decision. You throw that away if you're even going to throw the ball at all. The Raiders are good against the run. Uh, they get Adams on the field, it looks like, this week on offense, while they're still questionable at last check. But I think they bounce back here. And again, there's two things working here. First of all, you've got the off the shutout loss situation. And then you've got also the fact that you got the West Coast team on the East Coast, which we know that what's been reported is a myth. And the West Coast team has actually been very good as a point spread cover in this spot because I think it's because, and maybe there's a sports book director we can talk about this a little bit too, but I think it's because you do have a little bit of a, I guess a little bit of a bump towards that home team when it's the East Coast team when it comes to the point spread. I, I think the Raiders probably win this one by handily, I'm meaning by 10 points in that neighborhood in this contest. I don't think it's going to be that tough of a game for this team right now. Does it make a difference to you that the West Coast team stayed on the East Coast? Raiders went to the Bradenton, Sarasota area, practiced at IMG Academy. I think it is a positive to stay on the East Coast and, and not make the trip back and forth. Whether it's that they stay there or go home and, you know, years past, we saw San Francisco do the same thing, I believe it was. They stayed in West Virginia right, right. second week, and I believe they actually lost that game. But if you go back, and it's been probably about 100 times or 90 times in that neighborhood over the last 30 years, the West Coast team in their second straight game on the East Coast, whether they went home in the off week or stayed where they were in that general area, have covered it better than a 60% clip, those West Coast teams. So, uh, again, maybe there's a little bump to the line, you know, with the perception that the East Coast teams always cover these, which they don't. Uh, but again, I don't think that affects them here. I, I throw that stuff out. The West Coast, East Coast thing, that's not why I would be on the Raiders. It's just a situation where they're coming off the shutout loss. NFL teams have done quite well in that spot. And they're going up against a team that they should be able to handle defensively. You know, the thing about the Raiders that bothers me, too, is they were a 10-win team last season. Right. Now, they did win a lot of close games. Yep. They had a lot of comeback wins. And you think there's going to be a little bit of regression. But this is a lot of regression, Scott, early and they've looked really bad to be two and five at this point off a of twenty-eight, off a of twenty-four-zero loss to a team that was allowing a defense that was allowing twenty-eight point six points per game. Yeah, uh, you're kind of sitting back saying, "How the hell did that happen?" Derek Carr passed for a hundred and one yards with an interception last week, and to not cross midfield until two minutes remained in the right. game—that's inexcusable. Devontae Adams, one catch <laughs> for three yards. Now Carr and Adams were both on the injury report early this week. Uh, apparently Derek Carr's back issues, not a big deal. Devontae Adams had an illness. He's fine. So those guys are going to be healthy. Uh, as far as the Raiders go, I expect a much better effort. I think once you're embarrassed like they were a week sure. ago, you got to come back and play with a lot more pride the following week. I also have no problem fading the Jaguars. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, I don't think, I'm not going to call him a bust. It's way too early to say that, but he's inching his way closer to being labeled a bust, the way he's playing. You can't. You can't blame Urban Meyer at this point for what's going wrong with Trevor Lawrence, right? Doug Peterson yeah. um, has not fixed him. Well, and he was playing well early on, first few games of the Couple season. Couple games, you yeah. Know, he wasn't well, blowing it. And that went against the Chargers in L.A. By well, were, yeah, by well, it's yeah. relatively speaking. He wasn't blowing games like he sure. like he did You know, first and goal of the one. He threw two picks last week. Well, there you go. Yeah. But, you know, it's also where you land. I mean, do you remember when David Carr came out? of college, out of Fresno. To the Texans. Yeah, and he goes to Houston, and they had something like the entire offensive line was brand new, mm -hmm. his rookie season. He gets thrown to the dogs, gets thrown to the mix right away. And and so it's kind of like where you land. I mean, if David Carr, for instance, I'm using him as an example, goes to a team with an established offensive line, 
he might have a much better career than he ended up having, at least the first couple of seasons. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. is a victim of where he was drafted, but it has to have something to do with it. Sure. This guy was punished like crazy his first year in the NFL. He was always in trouble or under pressure and having to make quick decisions. So there's no way to learn. You know, There's no chance to learn what you got to do when you're on that offense, and then you throw an Urban Meyer fiasco into the mix, and it's basically like he lost a couple of years of football uh, before this season. So, you know, how much is it Trevor Lawrence? How much is it, it the organization, the past head coach? But the problem is, at this point, he's kind of locked into who he is. And that's the issue with you mm-hmm. got with Trevor Lawrence. He's never been able to sit back and learn with good talent, solid talent around him. And and now you see him out there, he's forcing things. I mean, he's not even letting the game come to him. So, I, I don't know. I think you got to put a lot of blame on him now, but I don't from where he was last year or the year before when he had nothing, nothing going on from a coaching perspective or from his offensive line. Yeah, it's uh, not the spot you want to land in Jacksonville. He seemed to be happy about it, but he's a guy from the southeast uh, part of the country, and uh, I would not want to go to a losing organization like that. You think about Tom Brady. Would we even know who he is today if he didn't land with the Patriots? Exactly. That's a perfect example. What if the Browns drafted him in the sixth round? (laughs) Would you? Would we have ever heard of Tom Brady? After Probably him? not. You know, he got in the perfect situation. So he he did land in the perfect spot. A lot of it's right and place, he had right Bledsoe, time. Right, and he had Bledsoe playing yeah. in front of him for a while, so he got a chance to learn from a really good veteran quarterback on top of it. And you'll have people who say, "Oh, yeah, Tom Brady's greatness would have showed up no matter." You don't know that. I don't know you that. Have, you yeah. have no idea. He might not even have had an opportunity. Right. So if if he lands somewhere else, uh, do you put anything into what I said about that over the last eight years? Teams off a shutout loss or 27-10 and 10 ATS in the next game. Yeah, you go back yeah. over three dozen times, and that's when it's got that two-and-a-half-to-one ratio or about 71% that last three dozen-plus times when it comes to NFL teams that were shut out in that prior week. And you mentioned it a little bit there. You're embarrassed. You just had the worst game of your season in all likelihood. You're not shut out two or three times a year, and you come out, and it kind of gets your attention and you focus. And for the Raiders situation, they've got a team that they can handle – you know, even if they don't have that kind of situation in front of them, if they would have come off a win last week, you're still playing Jacksonville, a team you should beat. You wonder about this team from the get-go because if you remember in week one, I mean, they targeted, uh, Carr did, Devontae Adams 14 or 15 times, and he, like he forgot about everybody else. And this team just hasn't looked right offensively in the passing game ever since game one. They just got out of sync or something, and now I don't think they have the right head coach to be able to work it back into a situation where they can win more games than they lose the rest of the year. But in this game, I'm with you. I'm on the Raiders over the Jags. Uh, let's look at this uh, chart. 2021-22 playoff teams with a losing record this season. Tell me which teams you think have the best chance to get it together and bounce back and return to the postseason. The Rams at 3-4, and four, the Bucks at 3-5, and five, the Packers at 3-5, and five, Steelers 2-6, and six, Raiders 2-5, and five, Cardinals 3-5. and five. You like any of those teams to rebound to make the playoffs? If Tampa's banged up offensive line can turn things around, yeah. if they can win this week, maybe they go nine and eight, maybe ten and seven. Even everybody else, the Rams—they're a one-man show on offense. They're done. They got road games that they close against the Chargers at Seattle. They've also got at New Orleans. They've got at Kansas City. That's one and three at best in those four games. The Packers four and five. If they win this week, I think they go eight and nine at best. Steelers. Tomlin worked his miracle last year. That's mm-hmm. over and done with. Kingsbury still coaching the Cardinals. Throw them out. And the Raiders at 2-5, and five, I just don't make. like them with that schedule to be able to bounce back. So the Buccaneers would be my favorite of those teams. I agree. But the Bucs have got to win for us tomorrow. Got to win tomorrow, baby. <laughs> got to beat the Rams in uh, Week 9. 
And I think the Buccaneers could get to the playoffs at 9-8 and eight in the NFC South. Sure. All right, let's take a quick break. We come back, we're going to talk about which teams improved the most of the trade deadline and preview Chargers-Falcons, Panthers-Bengals, and Seahawks-Cardinals when we come back. is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for only $99. VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl. we got the College Basketball Betting Guide coming out next week. You want to get that? Give yourself an edge. VEASAN.com says subscribe. $99 midseason special. VSIN.com says subscribe. All right, Scott Spritzer, Matt Eumann's back here in the VSIN studio in the Circuit Sportsbook, and we got all sorts of college football action going on. But, Scott, we're here to preview NFL Week 9. Let's talk about the trade deadline that has now passed. It was a record-setting trade deadline, a lot of movement, and a lot of big names changed teams. I think the, the one that people are going to talk about most is Bradley Chubb, Broncos linebacker, going to the Dolphins. And what made the biggest impact on you? And did you, I guess, uh, bump any team's power ratings up based on what happened? We always say you don't want to overreact mm-hmm. to the trade deadline. Uh, to me, even though we got a bunch of big names on the move, I didn't really change anything with any of these teams. I like Bradley Chubb a lot. He's got like 14 solo ta- 15 solo tackles this year. He's got uh, five or six sacks. I think it's five and a half sacks mm-hmm. that he's been credited with when he was with the Broncos. So I do like that quite a bit. I think the Dolphins uh, did the best. When you look at that list, by getting Bradley Chubb, by getting Jeff Wilson, Jeff Wilson's not a bad addition, and of course he's played alongside Mostert before in that yeah. running back tandem that they had in San Francisco. The the problem with with Wilson is that he wasn't great at catching the ball out of the backfield, but he's not a bad kind of change of pace running back. Listen, I'm looking at Bradley Chubb, and as much as I like him, his name ain't Troy Polamalu, so my you know, <laughs> my power rating right. doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe half a point. It's kind of one of those things. It's funny, Matt, because I do these kind of things with these teams. It depends on who they're playing, also. Because if they didn't have Bradley Chubb and they played a certain team that can run the ball well, especially between the tackles, you got a linebacker like Chubb who can come up and take care and clean up messes. It might be a half a point extra for them. But when it comes against most teams, it's pretty much the same. I do think out of all the teams on the list that everybody can see right now, those 12 players, those trades that were made that the Dolphins did best. I don't mind the Bills you know, flip-flopping running backs with the Indianapolis Colts. That's not a bad addition. Uh, but again, I, I think Miami did did all right. It's not going to matter to me on the point spread, but they did okay for themselves. All right, this graphic we're looking at is deadline day. I assume Roquan Smith is not on this graphic because he was traded the day before the deadline. Is that right? Now, Scott, I think yeah. that was a key move for the Ravens. I like that uh, addition to the Ravens' defense to get the linebacker from the Bears. Uh, but the Bears also made a move to help out Justin Fields. Chase Claypool, wide receiver from the Steelers, goes to Chicago. I think that was important to get a piece out there to kind of help Justin Fields uh, make some plays. Uh, how about the Bears' defense as it pertains to uh, uh, tomorrow's game against the Dolphins and also going forward, uh, do you think the Bears are going to decline defensively without Roquan Smith? Absolutely. Yeah. They lost two really good defenders in the last couple of weeks. They had the Monday night football game that they played uh, where they whipped New England, and then yeah. they get rid of probably their – well, at least their first or second best defensive player. That was last week. So, And he goes to Philly. So the combination of the two players, as you mentioned, Roquan Smith before the trade deadline being traded away, boy, I, I 
I'd be a little bit concerned if my money was back in Chicago when you look at what's you know missing uh-huh. on the defensive side of the football. So, yeah, I, I think that team, I, I don't think you can lower them too much. I do like Chase Claypool landing in Chicago on offense because, well, you're talking about a quarterback in fields who had nobody. He had no safety blanket, no receiver to throw to, and we saw some of those stats. Here's the thing about Chicago. That rushing game, which, again, did well, uh, if they finish up with the amount of yards they're averaging per game rushing-wise this season, where they are now, it's going to be, I believe it's the fifth best yards rushing per game average in the last 40 years right. in the NFL. So if they can get Chase Claypool to come in and and, and find some kind of a, a, a good chemistry with Justin Fields in the passing game, they might be a little bit more dangerous on offense than what we've seen thus far. But again, the defense is going to be potentially a mess with the trades they made the last couple of weeks. Roquan Smith leads the NFL in tackles going into week nine with uh, 83. He's a guy who's all over the field, sideline to sideline. He's going to help that Ravens defense. All right, let's take a look at a few more games here in uh, week nine. And uh, I'm going to kick it off with the Chargers and the Falcons. Talk about injury issues. Uh, The Chargers have plenty of them. You've got uh, Boza. On the uh, IR right now, you've got uh, Rashawn Slater, your best left, ta- your uh, franchise left tackle. So your offensive lines, your offensive line, your defensive line, defensive front. Let's put it that way. You're definitely uh, uh, depleted, and you've also got your top two wide receivers. I don't know what's up with Keenan Allen, but he he can't get back on the field. Mike Williams is out too. Justin Herbert uh, without so many key players around him this week. But Scott, I think you're still playing the Chargers as road favorites at Atlanta. Yeah, I had to walk to the window with uh, my nose plug, basically, uh, when I plunked down money on this one. I've also got them in the contest. And, you know, they're off that bye. They lost by 14 the previous week. But you said something that previous week that, you know, I kind of follow in that same direction. I don't want to lay points with the Chargers at home. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing it so much when they're on the road. Right. And, listen, they're on a nice 12-3 and spread run off a double-digit home loss. Of course, a lot of that came uh, before you had this – particular offense and Herbert and the coaching staff. But I just think the Falcons are overvalued in this spot. They're off the win over Carolina. It was a game where the final score didn't even come close to telling the story. Uh, they probably should have lost that game. Uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL and a couple of key metrics that I care about the most, like yards per point margin, things like that. Uh, but the Chargers are one of the best in the league in yards passing per game, and Atlanta can't cover the pass. However, you just mentioned a couple of injuries. I'm not that – it doesn't bother me that much that Keenan Allen might not be out there this – this week because I haven't been just impressed that much by Allen when he has played. I, I was a little bit bummed about Michael Williams adding to the mix uh, as far as injured receivers for this team, but they had a week to get over an ugly loss at home to Seattle. I like the fact they're getting away. They're getting on the road. You're not laying more than a field goal. I'm going to go back to my days with Jack Snow working with him. And we used to talk about teams coming off of buys and they've got injuries. And he looked at me one time and he goes, what do you think? They're just standing around twiddling their thumbs. Of course they knew these guys were going to be out unless it happened to practice that week. They're already preparing for them to be out. And for that one game, everybody else is going to pick up the slack. That doesn't always happen. It might not happen this week, but I happen to think it's one of those things where they've known for a while now that they're going to be shorthanded in the receiver department. And I think they make up for that. So I still played them. I mean, we still got them in the contest. I still made them a play uh, for me this week as far as betting purposes are concerned. And, and I do believe they get the job done. Yeah, it's it's... A Chargers team on paper in the preseason will look pretty impressive, but it's the same thing. The story seems to happen with this team every year. Either they're snake-bitten by injuries or they just flat-out underachieve. It's true. And that's what we're seeing again. Rashawn Slater is a stud at left tackle. Without him, that offensive line's not the same. 
Joey Bosa on the IR. The defense is not the same. Take out your top two wide receivers. Uh, it, it's incredible how the Chargers uh, seem to have to deal with these uh, hardships every year. This isn't a team I want to like plunk down my money on to make the postseason nah. with all these injuries. But for this week, it, it reminds me a little bit, uh, not the same situation, but a little bit of a Steelers game several weeks ago where there were a ton of injuries. And it was one of those things where I just had to keep my head down, you oh, know, yeah. pinch the nose, walk to the window, make the bet, and they got the job done. And that's what I'm hoping for out of the Chargers in this that one. That was the week the Steelers hosted the, the uh, Buccaneers. Exactly. And they pulled yeah. off the upset. Despite and, uh, all those yeah. injuries. Despite yeah. all the injuries in the secondary, no doubt about it. Uh, so you're going to be on the Chargers, who are 4-3 and three as they go on the road and face the Falcons. Why have the Falcons been successful? Right now they're 4-4 four and four atop the NFC South. They got the fifth-ranked rushing offense in the NFL, 158 uh, yards per game. All right, let's move on uh, to another one on the schedule. And, uh, Scott, I think it's uh, – actually, I'm going to go to the uh, Seahawks-Chargers game – or Seahawks-Cardinals game because mm-hmm. uh, we just talked about the Chargers getting uh, embarrassed at home by the Seahawks two weeks ago. All of a sudden, this is the most surprising team in the NFL. <laughs> I know you didn't like the Seahawks at all. You played the nah. win total under – a lot of people thought the Seahawks were going to be the worst team in the league. Look at this. They got a chance to win this division right now. If they can go down to Arizona and steal this game, watch out for the Seahawks. This defense is looking pretty good right now. But are they public dogs in this game? I think that's the case. The Cardinals, two-point home favorites, total of 49-and-a-half. Uh, did you pick a side here? I like Arizona here. It's tough. I do, too. It's Still not easy. Still got as your head coach. <laughs> you got a team that doesn't know how to win at home. I mean, their first three home games – uh, did not go well, but again, they were out, they were without DeAndre Hopkins yep. early on in those games. And if you look at the last couple of games since he's been back, he's got some crazy numbers, like 22 receptions, over 260 yards since coming back. Yep. I, I worry about the cards a little bit, five straight divisional losses in the NFC West, but I think with Hopkins out there, even Kingsbury can't screw this up. I know Murray's taking a lot of hits too right now. I, I saw you like, oh my gosh, they've lost five divisional games in a row mm-hmm. with Murray at quarterback. Well, this isn't just about Murray. You know, maybe he hasn't stepped up to that next level they were hoping for. But my gosh, look who he's being coached up or coached down by. You know, it's Kingsbury on the sideline. But I do believe they come through in this one. And, man, I'm going to ask for forgiveness from my man Gino Smith because not only has he been executing extremely well, but his football IQ looks like next-level stuff sure. this season. And that you got to give him credit for the changes that he's made to his game plus the coaching staff that he's playing for right now has just worked wonders with this guy. So I do believe Arizona gets the win, though. Finally snaps that NFC West kid. You know, we had our buddy uh, Will Hill, VCN analyst, on. He was going to make a case for the Seahawks, and um, we said we'd talk about this game a little bit more later. Kyler Murray has lost five straight against the NFC West. That includes a 19-9 loss at Seattle a month ago. But there was no DeAndre Hopkins, like you said, in that game a week ago. Hopkins, 12 receptions for 159 yards. It's tough for me to make a real strong argument for Arizona, but I am going to be on the Cardinals here as one of my contest plays. Quick break. Back with more VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sunday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest slides, odds, and boost. Whether you're a football, hockey, or hoops fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions, <laughs> like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance. Friday night college football bet and get Sunday football parlay insurance and more. Head to BetRivers.com and download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game. BetRivers.com. Jimmy Ott does some great podcasts every week on the BetRivers podcast network. And uh, those cover college football, college hoops, NFL, NBA. So check out Jimmy Ott's podcast for BetRivers if you get the chance. And uh, Scott, man, we got some great college football action going on tonight. Let's just hope tough to stay focused. (laughs) Let's hope the NFL lives up to the hype tomorrow to what uh, we've seen today. Some of these college football Saturdays are great, and then Sunday's a little bit of a letdown. You just never know how it's going to turn out. Uh, Let's talk about Panthers-Bengals. I don't think this game's going to excite the nation and electrify people tomorrow. Uh, But the Panthers, seven or seven-and-a-half-point dogs, Scott, I've, I debated this. I didn't use it. I'm in the Westgate Super Contest and the Circa Millions. I used it in one contest and not the other. Uh, but the Panthers, seven-and-a-half-point dogs. I did go ahead and play it here. The Bengals' offense just not the same without Jamar Chase because right. he, he creates opportunities for so many other guys. And you could see that 
Monday night against the Browns. Yeah, you could. I, I was going to tell you real quick that I was looking at Cincy the, when the line first came out, or it might have been right before it came out, and you mm-hmm. assumed it was going to be around a touchdown uh, as it was. And then I thought, boy, I could play a, a two-team six-point teaser with Cincinnati teased down to one, one and a half. Right. The Saints teased up to about eight and a half. The problem is, is I ended up liking the Panthers when I jumped into my handicap of it. And even though you got that big difference between the teaser down to one and a half and the spread being seven or eight, or excuse me, seven or seven and a half if you like Carolina, I just don't like playing teasers when my handicap comes out on the other side. Sure. And so I didn't. But uh, yeah, they're going to be used on a lot of teaser cards this week. Carolina lost last week to Atlanta. But again, we kind of talked about this with the Falcons when we mentioned their game earlier, that it looked like a game that Carolina should have won. They outgained Atlanta by more than 70 yards, but it was a pick six. Uh, that kind of turned the game around and the boneheaded removal of the helmet oh, on man. a late touchdown DJ by Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah. Yes, which hasn't been mentioned enough this week. I, I thought about backing the Panthers at anything at seven or more, which it is. Um, it's the, the final hurdle is a little bit tough, and that's their weak sack rate. Because, yeah, Burrow doesn't have Jamar Chase, and that's tough, but you're talking about the 30th uh, rated team when it comes to sack rate when it comes to Carolina. So I had to kind of look past that. You know, I mean, you could sit there and pick and choose every stat, and all of a sudden it's analysis, excuse me, paralysis by analysis, which I could have done uh, with this football game. But I think, you know, Burrow's going to be able to find a few first downs and maybe a a couple of plays here that's going to keep their chances of maybe covering the spread around for a while. But I think eventually Carolina's going to be able to get the cover. You got P.J. Walker. He's connected on only about 60 61% of his passes thus far. But uh, Donta Foreman, I think, should be able to have another nice game. I mean, I really like this guy. I'm trying to think somebody last week or the week before was really playing the heck out of props on Deontay Foreman. It might have been Paul Bovey mm-hmm. last week and making a lot of great sense. I mean, he's their main cog in this offense at this point, and I do think he's going to be able to do well against the Cincinnati defense, both catching the ball out of the backfield, which turns those runs into extended running plays, plus giving the ball 17, 18 times at least out of the backfield, open things up a little bit for P.J. Walker. I do lean towards the Panthers here, got a – Small play on them. They almost, almost made my contest card. They fell just short. You know, uh, Paul Bovey makes a lot of good points about prop plays, and that's why he lives in a beach house in Mexico. <laughs> it's one of those reasons. <laughs> I did bring it up. I don't know if he wanted to be public. Paul got engaged recently. And, yeah. and man, I got to tell you, the day uh, that he got engaged, they had a, like a 6.3 earthquake uh, where he is in Mexico. So, you know, that, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's that's maybe a – I don't know about the props on that one, but uh, – yeah, I don't want to touch that one. I don't want to, Paul I don't and I are want, close. I could do it. Paul, Paul sits around and watch. He might be watching the show with his fiance at his side, so I don't want to say anything to. I'm joking. Gonna yeah, I'm joking, Paul. I love you. Anyway, Brian Burns was not dealt at the trade deadline, and that's positive for the Panthers, Scott. Sure. They're, they're going to have their best defensive player, one of their best defensive players, still out there. If he can put some pressure on Joe Burrow, you can see what a difference that can make. And the Browns did that uh, Monday night. Panthers plus seven and a half. Did make one of my contest cards. Uh, Paul Bovey is texting in right now, by the way. No, but, you know, that's a good thing. The earthquake is a good thing. (laughs) I got the over. (laughs) Let's get to Scott Spritzer's best bets and contest plays. It's going to kill me, man. And uh, how many many of these games did you bet out of your pocket? Uh, Because, you know, if I have five plays in a week, some weeks I might bet all fives. I might bet more. This week, I've got two bets out of pocket and five contest plays. How about you? I have four plays out of this bunch, but only two what I consider best bets, and one I'm a little bit less on than I was just a few days ago. But the four that I made out of the five, I'll give you all five, was the Packers minus three and a half over Detroit, uh, the Chargers minus the field goal at Atlanta, uh, Arizona minus two over Seattle, Kansas City minus 12 and a half over the Titans, and the final play in the contest, 
as you see there, the Saints getting two and a half at home to the Ravens. Uh, the games that I actually bet, I, I do have the Packers, I have the Chargers, I have KC. Did you lay three or three and a half with the Pack? Well, in the contest, it's three and a half. Right. Did and, you? And I ended up getting right before it went to three and a half, not okay. a major bet, but it did go up right away. So all of a sudden it was it went, like... It moved fast. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you look at the best bets for me, the Chargers, I'm not as crazy about it right now as I was a few days ago, but I like them and I like the Chiefs. And when I say like, I talked about it last week. I, I've never really liked or loved a game in my entire life, uh, but my handicapping comes out to those two teams. So we talked about you know, the fact that the Chargers are going to be shorthanded wide receiver. They're going to be shorthanded on defense, on the offensive line. Uh, but I'm hoping this has all been baked into the equation mm-hmm. with the line and that they're able to come through. And again, they had that week off. And I, I do tend to go back to guys that I've known who played the game, like a guy like Jack Snow, God rest his soul. But I can remember him back in the day talking about that. If they had a week off the week before, it's not like they're standing around going, what are we going to do? No, they're planning for that. Now, if this was a situation where the Chargers didn't have the week off, I don't even know if I would have made a play on them or included them in the contest. But uh, So I like them there. And then for all the reasons we mentioned earlier about KC against Tennessee, I, what's Tennessee going to do? Even if Tannehill's healthy, I don't think they're going to be able to pass the football for anything significant or efficient against this Chiefs defense. And if Tannehill can't go, what are you going to get? 12 passes out of Malik Willis, of which maybe nine are of desperation. You know, when they're unable to run the football and he's under a little bit of heat. So you give the ball to Derrick Henry a whole bunch of times. We don't know if he's 100% healthy, mm-hmm. even though he's going to play. And Kansas City is extremely good against the run. I, I think it's going to be a tough game for Tennessee. And I, I'm not the kind who goes out and lays 12 and a half, 11 and a half, 12, whatever, in the NFL. But it is a situation where I do believe they end up winning this game by, you know, 17, 20 points. How do you not, if you're the, uh, the KC defense, how do you not just put eight or nine guys in the box? Exactly. Because Derrick Henry's... The one guy you got to stop. There's nothing else to be concerned about. They're already good against the run, playing a normal, honest brand of defense. Right. And now you can cheat up and say, I don't even care if it's Tannehill out there. Maybe you don't, you know, put nine in the box, but you know, you do a little bit extra. You cheat up a little bit and force Tannehill even to go over the top and beat you. So whether it's Tannehill or Willis, and especially if it's Willis, I mean, he showed no signs of being ready to go as far as being a normal, typical quarterback in the NFL and being able to throw the ball. 20 to 24 times. He just showed no signs of that last week. So I think what you do is you do that. You you put eight in the box. You challenge them to beat you. If they beat you a couple of times with play action or whatever, that's the way it's going to be. But I don't think they're going to beat you deep. They don't have anybody to get the ball deep on a consistent mm-hmm. basis accurately to be able to beat you. So you make sure Derrick Henry isn't the guy who beats you, and you let everybody else have their shot. And again, on the flip side, then you got the the Chiefs, who are probably going to be able to gouge this Tennessee defense, I mean, at some point, you know, let's say they're in the third quarter, the second half, you're talking about six or seven quarters of that defense having to make plays in a row going back to last week, and now they got to go up against this offense. So, again, I think KC finds a way to win 17 to 20 points. I'm just hoping it's not a 17-point a game with two minutes to go and Tennessee gets the ball. You know, I don't want any backdoor crap going on, and that's the one worry that you have. That's always a concern when you're laying big points in a game. Uh, the yeah, Got to give the Titans some credit for turning this thing around because it doesn't feel like a 5-2 and two football team. Oh, it doesn't at all. When you no. look at their numbers, this looks more like a 3-4 and four at best type of football team. And the way they've won some of these games is kind of crazy. So, I don't know. I didn't check out the Pythagorean. They've also been fortunate to catch uh, a break in the schedule, Scott. A little bit, politely. yeah. Uh, you know, they were blown out. I think you and uh, your contest partner, Al McMorty, probably see this going similar, you hope so, to the, uh, the Titans-Bills game in Week 2 in Buffalo. The Titans couldn't do anything yeah. offensively, and they lost that one 41 to seven. Correct. They bounced back to win five in a row, but they beat the Raiders, the Colts twice, the Commanders, 
and the Texans. Yeah, that was with Tannehill, the quarterback, yeah. who at the time was healthy. So they get beat by 34 that one and and got slaughtered. By the way, gonna 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 say this. I'm a superstitious guy, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Al and I last week, I think we went to combine nine and zero on the show, Matt. You went nine and zero on this I, show. I believe combined. I, I know I went like six and zero, and I think I went three and zero with the best bets. So I think we went nine and zero on the show. Great last job. Week. And I hate doing that because you know I'm a superstitious guy, but we're gonna. We're going to try it anyway. we got a pro tip here. Follow Scott when he's hot. Yeah, uh, that's, and stay uh, away when he's got close. Here's a pro tip. Uh, we, we just talked about the prime <laughs> primetime games, uh, Titans, Chiefs. And uh, don't bet on primetime NFL games just to have action. And I say that because it's never entertaining and fun to lose. But Scott, <laughs> it's like clockwork. Every Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, I get texts from people. What do you got in this game? What do you? Everybody wants to have action on the on the isolated primetime TV games, I, I, I'll just say, I don't have anything on it. You know, it's, uh, I, I don't bet games for entertainment purposes. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have a strong opinion to play it. All right, back with... Uh... Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer. So you can find the right designer. So you can find the right designer. So you can find... At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare zumo play is your destination for endless entertainment with a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels movies and full tv series you'll easily find something to watch right away and the best part it's all free love music get lost in the 90s with iheart 90s dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iheart radio music channels no logins no signups no accounts no hassle so what are you waiting for start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and google play stores today all you can stream with zumo play it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash life's gotten mundane so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land you know what they say your chance to win starts with a spin so go to luckylandslots.com to play over 100 social casino style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. 